Robbie here. I am very grateful that I've been doing well personally and professionally during these trying times, even as those around me have taken a hit or two. And by and large, I've been keeping my wits about me to the point where I've been complimented on my resilience. Over the past few weeks, as the possibility of a cohesive and effective global reaction to the pandemic was handled by keystone cops, who in many cases were set up for a fall by the keystone cops that preceded them, I am concerned. I'm not quite discouraged, but I am concerned. Why? Here's why. Pfizer's got to be stored at polar ice temperatures. And then, never mind. Got to scrub a dub-dub every time a possibly deadly surface is touched. Then, never mind. Now, the academic paper at a Tulane University stating that the best place to hook up with the virus. What a weird way of putting that. I read that paper at the beginning of July of last year. That's why the two numbers that, in retrospect, I annoyed my friends and family with were 16 and 27, which stood for the virus staying alive and kicking in the air for 16 hours and proper spacing being as much as 27 feet, not 6 feet, not 3 feet. 27 feet came from a paper by an MIT associate professor who has specialized for years in aerosolized particles and the distance they could fly when you sneeze, when you blow your nose, when you talk too loud, when you cheer. And just the other day, no big surprise here, looks like Russia released numbers that look like they undercounted COVID deaths by hundreds of thousands. So even though I'm not a doctor, and I'm not an epidemiologist, I'm just a curious, caring, not bottom-of-the-class citizen, I bought enough air purifiers to cover my and my kids' dwellings. And they weren't expensive especially given the risk versus the reward. These units filter out 99.9% of particles down to 0.1 microns, with most of the virus vermin being three times that size. And the European scientists, who are just as astute and conscientious as those here in the not so good old USA, who are overwhelmingly comrades without borders and sit around at night after professional conferences drinking high priced scotch and talking about oh, DNA, RNA, RDNA, ABCDEFG, <laughs> you get the idea, couldn't and can't agree on one shot or two and whether one shot can be followed by another. Different formulation. Because there are now doubts on the formulation of the first one. And if your head isn't spinning yet, what was supposed to be the great equalizer, the foot on the gas pedal, one shot Johnson & Johnson, that would narrow the ugly and corrupt vaccination discrepancy 
between the rich and the poor, the urban and rural, black folks, brown folks, white folks, all folks. That they screwed up has been all over the news. But the degree to which they've screwed up public safety and continued safe reopenings hasn't nearly been as well publicized. Although the info's out there. They're delivering 15%, maybe 16%, of what was promised because of a mix-up at the facility that was supposed to produce in quality and in bulk. And states, even those who have removed safety measures, all safety measures, like masks don't matter, distancing doesn't matter, indoors versus outdoors doesn't matter, Mix that together with J&J's screw-up and AstraZeneca's safety being in question, this planet's herd immunity is in question as well. It's all enough to make even a strong mind enter a state of brain freeze. The kind that feels like someone injected a giant-sized double-strength Slurpee into their skulls. Now, by all means, consult with your doctor before taking any advice, mine included. Like I said, I'm not a doctor. I'm not an epidemiologist. That said, here's my advice. Get the vaccines that are out there and get them yesterday. Let's face it. There are no guarantees here. But what the hell is life itself? but a consecutive series of risks, unknowns, X-factors, and jumping over hurdle after hurdle and staying on one's feet more times than not. That's my take. This is Robbie. Speak soon. <laughs>